Welcome, welcome back for another episode of By Order of the Peaky Blinders. Daniel with you alongside my co-host, Josh. And uh, Josh Lee is over here. And work is work. And, and everyone listening at home knows that work is an ultra-consuming part of your life. But filming has finished in Peaky Blinders. And it's just one thing that you could think about here, whether we talk for 10, 15, 30 minutes here, just escape and imagine how soon it's gonna come, Josh, because it's like, it feels like everything is finally opening up. Killian Murphy has started doing interviews, not with us yet, we're working on that. But it's like, you know, it's, it's getting closer and closer to that point where we're gonna get a release date, especially with all the shows that have started to fly off the, off the shelves into our streaming services here in June. I'm excited, it's coming up. The summer is going to be over before we know it, and we're going to get peaky. I'm, I'm, I'm awaiting the first trailer. Like we're going to get a trailer at some point. I hope it's a very illuminating trailer, not just some Peaky Blinders and big font trailer. You know what I mean? Because I could totally see them just dropping that big white font that you and I do not love, and that being the trailer of the season. And that would suck because I want to see some action. Yeah, and so, you know, you mentioned the trailer, and, and that's where we can start here. We can kind of start to make guesses and, you know, have a good idea because when you take a look at Peaky Blinders season five, and so when, when you look at when it aired in the UK on BBC, August 27th, 2019, and the trailer came out on July 30th. So if we can get a trailer, I have a feeling this is one of those shows, Josh, that drops some really close to the release date. And I'm hoping that Stephen Knight in this year, in this wildness that he's been leaking here and there will maybe be game to, like you said, give us like a Stranger Things-esque, like six, eight month in advance trailer. But I wouldn't want that. I want like, I want some scenes. I want to see some Gina, like some potential Gina. I want to see some Michael. I want to see- You some... want storylines to blossom. Right. I, I want to see freaking Killian Murphy's beautiful damn face. All right. I want to see Tommy freaking Shelby. Okay. Yeah. So I, I'm with you. I mean, it would be great. I think we can have a good idea of what our big stories might be. And then they can fill that in with who they are going to be led by. Right. Because we exactly. know that Canada is going to be- you know, a factor because that's been leaked. Chinatown is going to be prominent once again. And then we've got these new characters. But it's, oh man, Josh, it's, it's just exciting to think about the fact that we might be closing in on like a three to five month range. And so as we, as we come here and, and we, we kind of hit a halfway point of the, the filming ending, it's, it, it's entering some territory where if you listeners don't want like theories and guesses and, and some real deep stuff based off of interviews, then maybe this episode, you know, you pass through it because maybe we might start to, to put together some pieces here because Jen sent in a listener email and this kind of sparks this, Josh. She said, hey guys, listener of your awesome Peaky podcast. I've listened to Killian's interview on the Dermot and Dave podcast. And he mentioned something about season six. They asked Killian about a Peaky movie. And we, you know, we, we speculated a ton about this Peaky movie. And Killian said something along the lines of, quote, a 50-year-old Tommy Shelby, and then he laughed about it. So she's like, well, we, we have a feeling that Tommy's not going to die at the end of season six. You know, there's a lot of Reddit speculation from this, uh, this podcast interview. But I, I mean, to me, that was never in doubt. I, I'm not sure we're ever, I, don't, I didn't think we were going to lose Tommy Shelby in the show. 
totally agree. Cannot agree more. We're not yeah. losing him. Simple that would that. suck. Like, I would hate that ending. I would, like, you can kill off anybody else in the show. Just leave Tommy alone. And I think we'll, we'll probably get, get that wish. I, I, I don't think this is a show that's about the ending for me. Um, very similar to like The Wire, where it's like you're just along for the ride because I think Breaking Bad too. I mean, yeah. that was a great ending, but you didn't really get like a whole lot of clarity as to like a lot and, of things. And, you know? Yeah, I agree, and I think same with Mad Men, where it's almost just like we kind of get the result that the person who we've been rooting for, who isn't good, deserves. So I, I want to say like you, you know any of you guys that gamble on sports or horses, I think we're talking about like minus. 150 odds so like 15 to win 10 that this show ends with tommy shelby losing loved ones you know devastated and just soaking in his own regret i I mean i think i think arthur dies i think at the end at the end of the show it's going to be tommy uh siblingless not having either of his brothers you know not really having a relationship with his father his mother dying at at a young age and you know, he's, he's going to be alone. He's going to be left alone and he's going to be left with, with a lot of regret about whether or not he lived his life fulfilled. It's, it's one of those things where I, I feel like the way season three ended when season three, when everyone goes to jail, did I get that right? Everyone Mm. loves to Yes. Chirp at me. I'm pretty sure while that's while the end of season three. While for us. I'm pretty sure that you were correct. Yes. Yeah. I know. I mean, listen, we never signed up as like the ultimate knowledge of Peaky Blinders over here. We're a podcast for the casual listeners, but I will say that the way that that ended, it almost felt like they were ready to say, okay, if you cut us now, we're good. This is how the show's going to end. Tommy's going to, you know, wallow in his own, you know, self-hatred because of everything he just did. And it just feels like it's going to come right back around in some form. But it's, it's like I said, it's not about the way it ends. I could, I'm, we're not going to sit here. I'll tell you what, Game of Thrones, it, it was one of those things where like it's a wake-up call to TV show watchers. And Josh is on the front line of this, this fight. There's it, just like it's, it's not about the finished product and the way that you wanted it exactly. So I'm going to enter this season not, it's not really about the destination, but it's about living out the dash. Yeah, I'm not really gonna like expect anything. I don't want that's the thing. It's like with Peaky Blinders, do you enter seasons wanting things to happen? I feel like it's a show yeah. that you kind of just sit there, you buckle in, and you're on you're on the right. You know, you're on the right. Even so, this is my just my comment kind of piggybacking off of that. Even if you do want something to happen in a show you don't get the right to be mad when the thing that you wanted did not happen in the show. You get me? It's funny, like, but like, I don't know. Like we're, we're, we're morphing into a society where it's scary, but like that's starting to not be a factual statement. Isn't that absurd? It, you know, and it's, it, it's something that like, I hate so much. It bothers me. Every, every, we're in this kind of like microwave society where if you don't get what you want right away, then the show sucks. Like, and we're, and, especially a, like a victim of like recency bias. If Peaky Blinders, the last season, for some reason is not one of the best seasons in a lot of people's minds, they're not going to view the show as, as a top five show the way that you and I and a lot of our loyal Peaky heads do. You know what I mean? It kind of sucks. Two things. The first one is that if that's the case, then these actors that we're talking to 
are really good at acting. You know what I mean? Because no, like I gonna, value, you know, I know I'm just making a joke, but like I value the measurement of like Packy and, and Emmett and, and these people that, I mean, those are the two that we've mainly talked to here since the rewrites of season six. And those two have both gotten the scripts and they are like, you know, maybe they're great salesmen, but I really think that that's going to be one of those things that it's stuck. But the other thing, and this is something I wanted to bring up here on the second half of this pod. And I wanted to ask the listeners, do you guys ever listen to other TV show podcasts? That, like, that's a question. Cause I want to know like what, what area of our listenership is like me, where it's like the reason why I wanted to start doing this podcast with you, Josh, is because I love listening to Oysters, Clams, and Cockles and The Watch and The Big Picture and other podcasts that talk about TV shows and movies. Uh, Peaky Blinders is kind of the show that everyone watches, but is like everyone kind of like, ah, Peaky fucking Blinders. And then they go on talking about another show. You know what I mean? Like I was just listening to someone talk about Patty Considine because he's in the new spinoff for Game, for Game of Thrones. And someone was like, well, you know, Patty Constantine, what was he in? And they're looking up, I'm like, oh, Peaky Blinders. Oh, that's a good show. And then they just move on. It's just not held, it doesn't hold an opinion long enough in like other people's minds that like, I guess, get respected to review TV. You're talking that Peaky Blinders is not respected by, by a lot of people. It's you know. not just, it's not considered a prestige show. But it, it is. It, it, it shocks is, me. It there are me. people who, who do consider it. Like I was telling you earlier, like my boss at work loves Peaky Blinders. He thinks it's like the greatest television show ever. And he makes it a point to mention because he knows that I do a podcast. He makes it a point every, like at least once a week to like mention to everyone else in our division, how amazing the show is. He, yeah, it's good. We, that, that's a good one. I, yeah, but it's, I, I had a question I wanted. Yeah. I'm curious. It's just, it's just a, it's just like a, a case by case basis. Like, it's not. It's not going to be. It's not going to reach Game of Thrones level of, of an audience because it's not on HBO. It's not on like a big network. It's through Netflix, and everyone watches Netflix. But there's so many different titles on Netflix that kind of also get jumbled in. But I do think that it is in that upper echelon of shows that, and people do recognize that. And that's the question I want to ask because I feel like we're. I don't know. We're just like biased because we have a podcast that talks about it, but like. The, the British critics have all flourished, right? It's made the rise from BBC Two to BBC One. But is it up there in American standards likable to Broadchurch, right? Because like, in my opinion, it's the same level of prestige. But I mean, we're seeing it now with Mayor of Easttown, which I love. You know, it's really good. It's on HBO. It's, it's the Sunday night show that just ended a couple weeks ago here. And it's, you know... I'm not sure that they're being held to the same level where Mayor of Easttown is going to get nominations for Emmys and Golden Globes. It's that simple. And I guess that's where I'm being held up where I don't understand why. And it's funny how much this is that the topic of this episode has shifted. Well, your, yeah. But it's interesting I mean, that, I mean, this season could have a lot of pressure on it because Josh, if they get the talk of, you know, for all mankind got out of nowhere at the end of season two, if Peaky can have an episode, even like that Gangs of London episode that people were talking about for a few weeks in the summer last year, that's what I'm wondering. Will we have that episode that stops the internet because more people are respecting the show that everyone just likes to, you know, say it's a good show, but it's not elite? Well, I think that the simple answer is there's not enough hours of television for Peaky Blinders. Like there's six episodes a season. There's been five seasons. We only have 30 episodes. 30 episodes of an hour of content in Game of Thrones was three seasons, you know? 
that's where you kind of breaking bad has so many episodes sopranos has so many episodes the wire has so many episodes all of these shows that get put up on the mount rushmore of television have 10 to 15 episodes a season of hour plus content and that's not what we think we don't care about that but i think that that the the average consumer of television thinks that way well why don't you guys go ahead and let us know what you think about this because i am dying to hear other like-minded peaky fans opinions it's the same way someone might ask me like a an opinion about something that i'm biased towards so like i'm curious what other people have to say so go ahead you guys know the all the links right you know b-o-o-t peaky blinders at gmail.com patreon.com slash by order of peaky we've got a conscious community building of people commenting on other episodes and communicating with each other through that and so that's always fun to have going for for the real real extra diehards that want more josh and daniel talk but i, I want to hear it we're going to have another episode that responds to that because i want to keep this dialogue going josh i think it's interesting at the time until we can get some more leaks and stuff that can really pry us in i'm excited about that I'm excited, Josh, about Fast 9. I don't know what you think about the Fast and Furious movies. I like them a lot. But we just got an extra reason to talk about them on here. So I am on top of the world. It's almost like Stephen Knight handed me a gift and said, Daniel, you can talk about your guilty pleasure movie series now because we've just added Finn Cole to season, to whatever, episode nine, season nine. It might as well be where they're like going to space or something crazy. But I'm really happy that Finn Cole's added to it so that I can talk about it on the pod. That's big news. I mean, he's busting onto the scene. Uh, I mean, great actor. He's been in a lot of shit in the last couple of years. And this is, this is a huge role for him just for, just for the fact that it, it might not be like in the film category, you know, how I call films. I, I, I distinguish films versus movies. Right. This is more of the movie category. Oh, so, but it's, it's a fun so one. No, it's it's it, that that's a, that's another debate. We could have a whole entire podcast on that one. But Fast Fast Nine, the Fast and the Furious, you know, series is very popular, and it's really good for his career. And and who Finn Cole is playing is really fun. For those of you that I'm now connecting with that are tuned into the to the universe, whatever you want to call him, the the Fast Verse. He Finn is now playing the younger version of like Vin Diesel's long lost unheard of brother who was who John Cena played for like a couple minutes in one of the earlier movies. Mm -hmm. And so I guess they're going to have a flashback and Finn Cole is going to play at Toretto, like Jacob Toretto. So that'll be fun. I'm excited for that. I am actually currently watching them over again, just like in the background while I do work. And it's just, it's just the best. It just makes you smile watching fast and furious movies, like too fast, too furious, Josh, or like Luke ludicrous. Like, come oh, yeah. on. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. No, it's definitely, it's definitely, they're, they're entertaining too. And it captures a big audience and it's, I mean, it's on its ninth movie. So it's doing something, right? It's insane. And then uh, Paul Anderson, this we can wrap up with, is uh, going to be in the new World War II movie, Immortal. And so Paul Anderson starring in Immortal as, uh, it's, it's an ex-soldier in 1945 who discovers gold in the deep wilderness of Lapland. And, and the, I guess Paul Anderson plays like the main antagonist, a Nazi soldier who gets in the guy's way and battles for gold. So I don't, I'm not sure he's going to have to differ too far away from like the Arthur Shelby. No, it sounds like he's not straying away far at all, but it's good to see a lot of these peaky actors getting, getting, you know, independent roles and kind of 
boosting their careers off of Peaky because Peaky probably when they started, they didn't think that it was going to be reach this acclaim. But to answer your question, this kind of shows that Peaky does have the audience that is big and is worldwide and is growing because all these characters are, are getting roles based off of their content in Peaky. Yeah, I'm not sure anyone is banking on this movie being a like like anything I have a feeling in, in it's the not near gonna happen. I don't yeah. think it's going to happen. I think at the end of the day it's not going to happen. I hope not. And you know what? They're opening the door maybe in 5 years, you know what I mean? Like one of those things, but like talking to Emmett Scanlon about it, Emmett J Scanlon I should say, um it, it's not something that's like being discussed on set in any capacity. Right. It's and so like all these guys they're done. Like they've all clocked out and the pictures have been posted on social media of all of them celebrating their final shoot and it's not like Game of Thrones where everyone's like fuck, I just like went to war and now I'm exhausted. Like, I'm sure all the actors are just ready to like keep their career skyrocketing because Peaky's officially done. Um, Absolutely, one, it's just the beginning for them. Yeah, one shout out here. Yesterday, June 15th, was uh, our own Johnny Dogs' birthday, Packy Lee. Love that. So we're going to have him back on the pod to talk about season six once we get some episodes out. So I'm looking forward to that. Maybe, what if we can get some sort of like quad box going to review an episode with me, you, Emmett, and Packy. I'm I'm so down because I've I've missed those interviews. I mean, if you guys, I mean, I'm I'm sure you guys have listened to those interviews, but obviously they're across the pond in in the UK, and their hours are way different than ours, and they don't comply, they don't align with with my uh, working hours. So I I'm I'm bummed that I that I had to miss those, but I would love to hop on a quad box interview both both those guys talk about some episodes, do some episode breakdown, have some insight on like scenes and like how they viewed it. And I'm like, I'm, I'm just, how they saw when, I, when they read the script, like that would be awesome. Yeah. And I'm just spitballing here, but it feels like maybe if one of them are up early and we're up late after an episode airs, that could, that could possibly work, right? With a little like 6, 7 a.m., you know, East Coast time action or uh, London time action, you know, late night for, for, uh, for Josh Levy. I don't know. Who knows where, where Daniel's going to be in this country, but time zone doesn't really mean Who anything knows. to me anymore. But uh, we're going to definitely make that happen. Happy birthday to Packy. We know, we just know he's listening. So it's just great, great to have a one-on-one chat with our boy Pack on this episode and to have a chat with all of you listeners. Thank you so much for listening. As always, he's Josh, I'm Daniel, and we binge so you don't have to.